And welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast, episode number 97. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes that have known each other forever who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD to talk everything Essendon Football Club. My name is Grant and with me is Scott. Hello everyone, it's good to be back. It's finally a week of football will be played. A game will be played this week on Sunday, 3.35pm at the SCG. The Bombers take on the Swans and I'm very excited. Oh, he's big Kev, he's excited. We've uh, we've got a good podcast on tonight. We've got a... um uh, one of our very favourite guests, uh, we really appreciate it when he comes on, it's the age uh, footy writer and editor, Mr. Ronnie Lerner. Um, he's come on today to talk about our best 22 for the uh, Essendon v Swannies game. Um, it's important to note that this isn't the best 22 that Essendon could potentially put on the park. Scotty and I have had our, uh, let's just say... Strategic hat on. Strategic hat on, Please. our uh, couple of disagreements. Um, I beat him up and so he agreed with me. Um, no, this is our best 22 to face the Swannies. Um, but given that um, Buddy and Reedy and all those other hacks are out, um, we've picked um, the best 22 that we think can take on the Swannies and give them an absolute toweling. So we've got Ronnie's helped us out with that. Some great, uh, we recorded the interview a bit earlier. Um, so some great uh, insights from Ronnie. Um, but uh, the other interesting thing that happened uh, today for us, well, not today, uh, a couple of days ago, is that, Scotty, you uh, were managed to get down there behind the, uh, behind the wire, <laughs> behind, the wire. <laughs> behind the wire, down to Bombers Training COVID, and check how COVID they went. Safe. COVID uh, safe. Uh, yeah, so I really wanted to see the guys. I knew they were going to do uh, a big two, two and a half hour match simulation kind of session. Yep. So I wanted for the podcast to have a bit of an eye on how they're tracking, what I'm seeing. And so, look. Uh, takeaways? What, what, what did you take away? Some really interesting takeaways. There's guys that are rusty and then there's guys that I didn't expect to be in such good nick. Overall. This is my overall sort of felt. The number one thing I got out of that session was how good the skill level was, which I must admit Pleasing. I was not overly predicting because I thought we will be rusty. But yeah. that was a very energetic session. Uh, what they did, they played basically three kind of 20-minute periods. Um, they, it was kind of an interesting way of doing it. It went for two and a half hours. So what they do, they... They have a. They just go on their normal drills, you know, groups of eight, and yeah. do all this for say 30, 40 minutes. Then they go and play a game. They all get together. They, they have the blue team versus the red team. Yep. We had enough players to just get enough um, to get a game, to game going. Uh, had an ump, had an umpire in the middle. Um, then they'll yeah they would play a quarter, and then they'll go away for half an hour and do more drills. Okay. Uh, and then they'll come back and play almost like the the second period. Yeah. And so it's all interesting, you know, there are a lot of coaches interacting. It was very obvious Truck was kind of running the show. Okay. Wushu was just on the sideline for most of the time, uh, just kind of observing. Uh, yeah. And Carousella was kind of intertwining while they were playing. On, on the ground. On the, the ground, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. making sure he's studying the ball movement and how things are done. And he was quite vocal. And, and Kelly was quite prominent as well. But Truck, you know, Truck's an interesting person to watch because, he, you know, he's watching things going on. He's right amongst the play. Uh, and he might not say anything hardly for 20 minutes. And then suddenly uh, this booming voice, you know, and I'll give you an example. There's one part. The ball was in, you know, one of the forward lines, the red team's forward line, whatever you want to yeah. call it. And 
the blue team, uh, their back six, you know, set up across the midfield and then started to walk past the midfield towards the half forward line and then straight away, hurls, hurls, you know, get get the back six back again, set up properly. What do you, you know? Okay. And it's like, hurls, thumbs up. I know exactly what you mean. Then he's the commander. You could tell he's kind of the on-field leader. Okay. Yeah, hey, yeah, guys, yeah. Yep. you know, he's talking to Zerk Thatcher. He's talking to the other guys. Okay, let's set up properly. You know, even though the ball's 90 metres away and then it's got nothing to do with them, yep. um, Rutten had a clear way of how he wanted the ground set up so every scenario was covered. And, and look, the other thing I did notice was obviously a continuation of the ball movement that we saw in the preseason. So, because that's one of the things that I love the yeah. most. What what they, I would say, if you watch this drill and all three sessions, uh, the the focus was that if you're going to kick long, it had to be at least a fifty fifty or to our advantage. Okay. So, it, most of the kicks were thirty meter kicks. I'd never seen Nesson do so many thirty meter kicks, uh, and it was just a. What happens is they were – it was either handball or, or small kick to going forward, not not like sideways or back, uh-huh. um, and it had to be quick, decisive movement. But to do that, you noticed every player had to be on the move. Uh, and, you know, I've never seen Francis move off the ball. You know, for example, I've always said Francis can be a guy that can suddenly stand still quite a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. He was moving the whole time. Like he was just – Setting up, obviously looking at his opponent, but once we've got the ball, uh, they were really, how can I support? What can I do? What little movement can I do? Can I block? Can I? So it made the way that everyone was kind of moving, it made the flow of the ball movement really, really good. Uh, so I think that's how we're going to look. We're going to have a lot more um, fluidity. Probably, probably had a little bit how Hawthorne, more than, you know, Richmond play a little bit like that, but Richmond can kick it quite long quite often. But yeah. but maybe a Hawthorne model looked more close to me where when they're at that peak, they, you know, Clarkson hate, hated giving up the footy. Possession footy. Possession footy. And and that's what I saw is um, it was only, I think we only had one or two, you know, what I would call our traditional long kicks to a bad situation, you know, um, uh-huh. and then it got caught out quite Quite aggressively. Quickly, yeah. There was one play uh, on the wing um, and I think it was McGrath. McGrath's marked it sort of 10 metres out on the wing from the boundary line. It was right in front of us. And then Kelly yells out, head to the launch area, head to the launch area. So Ooh. so all the players move um, and he kicks it 20 metres sort of on a slight angle going forward but to the side, you know, going head, okay, yeah. head towards the middle. So yep. Hep, Heppel marks it. Heppel's looking for the corridor too. So he's marked it and then he's chipped it 30 metres out and suddenly we're about 60 metres out. Um, and then and then Kelly's yelling, launch, launch area. And, and then both the forwards lead either side. So you got Stuart, McKernan. Wow. They find McKernan on the right-hand side. He marks and he actually kicks a goal. Now, that's all good in practice. I know. Yeah, know, not exactly huge we'll, pressure. We're going to look like stars when it's Essendon versus Essendon. Yep. So I get that. But just to 
it was interesting to see what they're thinking, what they're doing, how they want to do things. Are we giving away too much right now? There's <laughs> too many insights. Is the, is the, is the Swannies up there? Uh, yeah, is, they're downloading the podcast. Is Horse Longmire downloading the podcast Look, and listening right now? I will say if most opposition coaches know Essendon like to go through the corridor. So I don't <laughs> think I don't think that's a, a hidden secret. But the communication was really good. The energy level from the players um, was really impressive. BOG? Just, just a few standouts for me. Yeah. Um, and again, I know I'm going to get the feedback. Everyone looks good. I understand that. Everyone, you know. But, you know, we can see with the Waller injury and a few other injuries, they did tackle, you know, and some of them tackled to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Stringer got one with Ambrose. And yeah. Got, um, Everybody gets one with Ambrose. <laughs> that boy's made of steel. So, yeah. you know, I'm not saying, you know, it was probably replicated 70% of the pressure, not 100%, if I'm being honest. But there was pressure and they had to make quick decisions. Uh, so there was some accountability and, and some decisions have to be made. McGrath, probably the standout. Um, yep. He was kind of everywhere, <laughs> if I'm being honest. He played midfield pretty much the whole game. But he's reading of help. One thing you do notice, he helps out the back six so much as a midfielder. He's, he's, his mind, when he's... Uh, when he's not going forward, his mind so much thinks, how can I help out defensively? Yeah. He must have cut off three leads, um, you know, uh, that were going obviously forward and he was playing that kind of 60, 50 metres out. Yep. He was looking, where can I help? And he reads the play so well. He could see it coming, the the build-up leading up. Uh, he's just a he's – a, he's, parts of him is quite special in, in what he can do. And, and, again, you do notice – he got a lot of clearances, but you do notice his first three steps, either left or right, is very powerful. Like yep. uh, guys found it very hard to get close to him to tackle. Like I, he, I almost I, the last few times that I've watched him do exactly what you were saying, getting out of packs. Got a touch of the Wanganeens about he's, him. Yeah, he's got a his hips. He, he has great movement. Yeah, lateral sideways movement. Uh, look. I will say this, and and don't roll your eyes or anything like that. I know <laughs> I champion him, but this was genuine. You can ask uh, other people who who were at the training. Cole Langford was by far the second best. He had actually a, a third period. Mate, that's great to hear. Where he just dominated, like I'm talking dominated, and he on the ball. Yeah, so he played like a ruck rover on the ball yeah. position, yep. just you know under Bell Chambers, and he had a great sort of chemistry and he was just clearing the ball playing very aggressive as a tall man his body shape has definitely changed for me like he's okay. he he's probably not as i don't have the word strong he's still kind of strong but he had more mobility than i than i thought last year and he was moving across the ground like a touch faster so for me he's always had big Tree trunk legs. Yeah. Like he's a big tree trunk legs. He's a genuine 6'2". He's a biggish arrangement. If you get up close to Kyle Langford, he – I mean, he's a kid. I mean, you and I, look. He's, a, he's in his 20s, right? So he's a kid. But he's got big, thick, black, hairy arms and hairy legs and stuff. <laughs> and you, you just look at him and he's got big, thumping great thighs on him and big calves and big – yeah, forearms yeah. and stuff. So he's a big lump of a kid, right? But I think, like you said, if he's lost maybe two or three kegs, three or four kegs or something like that, yeah, he's not going to be and that. And done through running. You can tell it's that kegs of like, I'm going to be more running this year yeah, than stop yeah. start uh, and get to contest more. I think his fitness level is, is, at a, is probably the best 
He's been, he's a very, like, if you don't know Cole Langford and you go to training, he's a very, very hard worker. One of those guys that can stay after sessions, keep running and yeah. running, running. He, he, he's doing everything possible to get into this side and remain so inside. Less, less Ollie Wines, more Dyson Heppel. Probably, yeah. I, I, probably. And he, his decision-making was, was probably the part where we thought he'd improved a lot. Like, he was very communicative than I've seen him before. Very, hey, you guys need to be there. You need to sit up there. Maybe um, maybe starting to step so up just a bit senior. The, the, the thing with me was I just thought there was a bit of maturity about his presence. Oh, yeah. That's probably a better um, word, yeah. Like, and and that, having that kind of 13, 14 games in a row that he did last year, I think has put him mentally in a better space. Uh, I, I have him in my best team easily now. Uh, so, okay, great. Um, look, uh, probably people want to ask about McKenna. There's two factors to this, and, and you know, um, you'll be interested to see in our next segment whether we name him in our team. But we'll leave that as a tease. And will it? Will it be? Would I be right in saying that it, this? What you're going to say about? Um, Connor is it's it, there's no definitive answer with Connor in his in his first game back. There's so many factors affecting yeah, yeah. whether or not he will or he won't or he plays well or he plays yeah. doesn't. So go on. No, the, the the positives actually. I'll, I'll just look. I'll just start with a negative. Yeah, rustiness. That's yeah. just a clear He's thing. Back in rustiness. the country. Yep. Saw him fluff a few kicks. Fine. The two positives that I think why I think the coaches may play him one. I thought he was running really well. He looked fit. And for a guy who's been in Ireland, been in isolation. Probably been on the on the beers with some mates. Credit to him. I think he's actually been quite disciplined while being in Ireland. Yep. Excellent. He had a trimmed stomach. Didn't There was no, pot, there was no beer stomach there's at no, all. There was no pot belly, no. <laughs> there was no, yeah, no Guinness stomach. Yep. He, he looks fit. He looks like he could run. Um, and that's, you know, when I've seen him, that's, you know, nine days prior to round one, he's obviously going to just – grow that even more. Yep. So, and I thought defensively he was really sound. He did some really good defensive plays, could easily stick on his man. Um, he was really tight on his man. I don't know if that was a directive, but yep. he didn't play as loose as like, as like Saad played his loose role. Okay. And McKenna was, for whatever more reason, shut down. was more of like a shutdown back Who'd then. Who did he play on? Uh, oh, look, I forget. Question without notice, yeah. Uh, there were so many rotations, it could have been five players. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. So, so um, but he, I think he was, you know, as much as he was rusty, the fact that he was running the game out pretty well and he was defensively quite sound, they may gamble they, on. They may he say, plays then, right? He yeah, plays. with no VFL competition, I can see, you know, and we're still, we're talking five, six days away. So, um. And, we want, and we're yeah. trying to keep him past the end of the season too, just quietly. So yeah. we want him playing. We want him. We want him playing and happy. Yeah, and yeah. happy, right? And the guys were really supportive. Like he did this really one good defensive play and it was probably the loudest the group reacted to a play. And it was just really good. It was like they're really supporting him. Uh, you know, four guys tapped him in the back of their head, yep. that kind of play. Um, so... Uh, one thing is the camaraderie is very noticeable with his side now Good. Uh, than ever before. So uh, they, they look at peace, like they look like they're good in a good mindset. Uh, look, people are also going to ask probably about Stuart. I'll be very, very honest, and I rate Stuart a lot. And this one surprised me. This one yeah. surprised me a little bit. I'll be very honest. He has a bit has a way to go for me. Like, that's just my person. Because in, in the training system that you watched him, watched him, you, and then... Let's I didn't see him take a mark or yeah. have a shot on goal. You and said he looked yeah, real and that, bad. And that's <laughs> just being very transparent. 
He did a couple of nice things, good follow-up plays. Yep. He has a really good ability for, for that. Um, I didn't see the previous Tuesday session, so I don't know how that went. So I will say this. He had an all-star Cal Hooker on him. And the good, news, fit, fit and the good news with Cal Hooker is it's the best I've seen him move for probably 18 months. Yeah, baby. He was moving really well. Like I, He actually talked about on the Essendon website about that COVID break being so crucial because he he's a very disciplined guy um, and he's no doubt has been continuing heavy in rehab since that kind of February to May COVID kind of period. And he looked really impressive. Like he looked a bit Carl Hooker-ish two years ago. Okay. Uh, Taking grabs. So I, I I saw enough of him. And he towed up Stuart. That's just, that's just yeah. a fact. He just – now I felt sorry for Stuart because Hooker looked like he was jumping through his skin and he hadn't played for that long. Yeah. And I actually felt sorry for Stuart a bit. And, and look, I'll be honest too. You know, Essendon has sometimes these parts where the midfielders are just – are just normally looking at guys that they're used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for some reason, Stuart was playing quite high, and we seemed to get the ball running through the middle, and he was twenty. Over the top he of was head. twenty meters from the play, and you know, McKernan was the deeper player with yeah. Townsend, and it was Townsend and McKernan and Stringer that were really kind of taking the the gloss off. Probably what Stewart was able to was do. Was able to do. Well, well, the other thing too is that the footy players pick up on the fact that Hooksy's given Jimmy Stewart a bath. So yep. they probably think it's probably not going to be Jimmy's day. Um, very interested about Jacob Townsend. Yeah, look, Jacob's a uh, – he's played like Jacob Townsend. Like he's a – he plays him. I, I'm he really plays him, yeah, he happy plays him. that we think – I think we might have just picked up a real difference maker. Had Jacob Townsend and, and Cutler – I'll, I'll talk about them both. Yeah. They're very similar to me. They play in patches, but that patch can be very dominant. Elite, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like Cutler, if you saw the first period, he probably was the best player in the first period. Like he just was dominating his wing and just setting up attack after attack after attack. Then can go quiet for 20 minutes and then play well again. And then that's just, okay. if you feel like that's his growth level, he needs to go, how do I stay in a game longer? Yeah. Um, and that's probably his – but cut and Townsend was a little bit the same. Like we saw in the Fremantle game, kick three goals in the first quarter, have a really good first half. Yeah. Uh, they, In all his defense, they put two guys on him uh, and then he didn't really have any impact in the second half of the Frio game. It was a little bit like that. Like his first quarter and second start of the second period was really, really impressive. Yep. Looked, you know, he's a great one-on-one player like he yeah he very. can he can outmark guys that are a lot stronger than him yeah uh he has a great hip movement that gets guys out of position he's got some really good techniques as a forward they could probably show some of our guys yeah um but i he's for me got to be in that side with with Waller and fantasia likely to be yeah, out he will be um other guys of note Aaron, Heppel, Heppel, oh, go with heps uh Heppel, you know if, if you're a betting man and I don't know – you don't know the all the intricacies about, but he played every minute. Uh, as the game went on, he was getting more Heppel-like. First quarter, rusty, quiet. Second quarter, all looking better now. Third quarter, kicked a goal, probably had 10 possessions, you know, started to nice. – So we came away – personally, the guys who are watching it with me, we came away thinking I'll be very, very surprised. If he doesn't play. If, yeah. if he doesn't play, unless there's something – 
we don't know about his foot or well, the, unless or, yeah. like the plan says he's yeah. got two more but weeks or he's what, got one more yeah, whatever. from what we saw there was enough now jake stringer was the obviously being talked about a lot i only just quickly share what i saw so really good first quarter kicked two goals um was touching up ambrose a bit um, okay. which, uh, which was a fair effort in Jeez, itself. He'd be a bit un- unpredictable for Paddy Hamrose. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. He, Brad, he just didn't pick up his his little tricks. And and, yeah. uh, and Paddy's coming back from long-term injury, so That's true. that was his first yep. match simulation. So he'll be kind of better for that. Yep. Uh, but Stringer, really good first quarter, played like Jake Stringer. Um, in the second quarter, I could have sworn, it was happened on our wing, I saw Ambrose step on his toe. Now, we know he had a toe issue and – if I was a betting man, I would say like a badly bruised toe because yeah. he did get scanned and, you know, whether we agree or not, Stringer said after that scan, no, it's structurally fine. The fact that he played match simulation the next day and how cautious Essendon is right now yeah. tells me structurally it was fine because yeah. they, they wouldn't have risked Jay Stringer no in way. any way. No way. So Ambrose steps on his toe. I didn't, you know – he looked like he was shot. Like yeah, you were saying he was he punching would, the like ground. He went down on the ground, punching the ground, and and we all looked at each other and went, "Oh God, like this is oh, man. not good." We're just yeah. witnessing. Jake We're just witnessing season. a long term injury. Yeah. And I, I, that's how I felt. Um, he was hobbling, you know. So he started walking. He was on the far wing from the hangar. He started hobbling around the boundary line, um, and you know, he so he's got to the wing to the to the goalpost, really hobbling badly. <coughs> Excuse me. Yes, we, and then, we haven't um, got that cough button yet. And uh, then suddenly, you know, I did notice by the time he started walking around the goalpost to the hangar, then he started to have a normal walk. And uh, and that kind of went, oh, okay. So he went inside the hangar and, the ga- you know, then they started drills. You know, just did the drills. Like, um, yeah, in between quarter kind of drill things. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So the next period comes on, the second period comes on. Um, Stringer just runs out with a group. And and we all look at each other like, oh, is he going to play? Like, and bang, he plays. And straight back to Jake Stringer, like, playing okay. well. Now, he, in the third period, probably at the start, they did get him off. I He was walking off fine. So... I, for me, think he'll play. I think that was a very precaution kind of walk-off. Okay, great. Um, he'd done enough, like he'd done enough yeah, to, although, to show. Yeah, it's that I'm okay, yeah. Uh, and I think half the reason was is we later found out at that period while I got injured. So I think that's a get Jakey off. Yeah, just, we, just in case. We yeah. need a forward on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah so I saw him walking off and it didn't look like he was hampered at all to me. The... You know, the age, Daniel Churney, who we know wrote on yep. the age today that Essendon believe he'll play Sunday. They're saying, you know, he'll okay, play. Fine. Um, so Will Snelling didn't train, um, but I little birdie told a me. little birdie. The, from, and it's pretty good birdie, trust me, uh, that he got a caught calf and it was just resting it for that session. So okay. they're still expecting him to be available. Because everybody uh, I know is picking him, including us. Yeah, yeah. And I think he is pretty crucial with Fantasia and, uh. and Waller out. Uh, who else? Uh, Shiel was in the modified group at the start. Look, uh, he'll play. Um, you could tell he's just coming back from something. Um, but he was doing sprint after sprint after sprint, um, all week. Uh, and, and it looked like a proper sprint. So it may be a contact kind of okay. 
Just avoiding Andrew? a bit of that at the minute. But he played. He pl- he played quite a bit of the match simulation and he got tackled and and I was like, I don't see any reason why he's not going to play. Was probably a little bit quiet. Had some good periods. Um, Saharakos was the same. Started with the modified group. Was it, yeah. you know a little bit the same. Darcy Parish looks really impressive. Um, he he's worked on his left foot technique. Yeah. Um, and people who know sometimes that can let him down. Um, but I just saw him kicking through the ball and his technique on his left foot improve. And he probably would have hit about 80 to 90% of those kicks. Uh, so he looked like he'd been working on his disposal uh, uh-huh. and looked, look, he looks like he's going to go to another level. And look, I didn't, I know we're running out of time. We're doing a massive segment here. Yeah, I know. Uh, but look, I know our fans actually love this stuff, you know, um, so I got a lot of feedback. I did a little training report on Twitter and yep. now, and it's probably the one of the most things I've actually got mentions back. That this is what we want. Yeah. Um, Cause it's a bit of IP and it's our IP. So, uh, so look, I have to mention the person, Jordan Ridley. Uh, uh, people who know knackers from our shows, yep. he's been going to the training. He's, he's clearly mentioned that Jordan Ridley for him, uh, the whole preseason has been the most impressive. Okay. Uh, and being the player that's likely to break out into pretty special talent. Yep. So I was very interested to see, you know, you know, am I going to yeah. see that as well? I saw it. So, hey. so uh, he was just, yeah, he was very, very impressive. You were, you were saying to I, me I had him out of the, uh, yeah, I, 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 with the Swans clash, I probably actually just had him just out of the side yep. and like annoyingly out where I really wanted him in. Uh, and then he, I watched him. Went, you're on my side. Sorry, just because uh, you were saying his feet was just uh, he was beautiful. He was both a, sides. He was a hundred percent disposal, and just it was, it was just his movement that I noticed had improved a lot. Uh, one, he's defensively got better. Uh, he he at the craft. He yeah he especially yeah it's a good word. Uh, he one on one had a weakness where he got outbodied. Pretty he's, easy. He's not. He's not he, a massive unit. Not a massive, but he had a craft much better, where it was much harder to mark on him. But his movement across the ground was very Sean Wellmanish for me, where I, I felt like I was watching a Sean Wellman, just like that real kind of dominant. And the players were looking for him. Okay, it's almost like go through the Ridley. We need, yeah, we need that go, boot outside uh, yeah, coming and, out of and defense. straight away Ridley's forty meter passing, bang, like just out in front. Every time, like it was Jeez, just, yeah. and you're like, I just don't see a world now where I, I don't know if I can't have him. See, in. that's that's the harsh thing, man. We got Marty Gleason. Does he come in for yeah. Gleason? Uh, it's, it's very tough. Our, our, our back nine is somehow get to get, get to six. But speaking speaking of which, the the biggest X factor at the club. Francis? Um, yeah, Aaron Francis. How did he go? He was really good. <laughs> it's really hard. It's really got to find a spot for so many kids at the moment. He, he had one play. He ran off half back to support. I think um, if I get it wrong, sorry, who watched it? I'm pretty sure it was Sadi, but Sadi handballed it to him. You know, it was kind of that continuous ball movement yeah, fast. Yep, yep. And and um, Francis basically had about three guys actually closing in on him. He just ran through all three, gave the fend off, gave the bump. The just, don't argue. And, and it was just like, but he was really fast. And you forget, he's a player that you forget when he's at top speed, he's actually quite explosive. Yeah, and very hard to stop. And then kick 60 metres to space, you know, to, to a forward who gets it, you know. And it's just, nice. 
he can do some stuff. Um, he 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 knows he stays how, on the park, yeah. man. One thing is he's mentally very active, more than I've ever seen him okay. personally. I it's my biggest criticism of him that he can yeah because he does go missing a he little can bit. go wandering. His mind can yeah. go wandering and be a bit standstill when the ball's not around fifty meters. He was a lot more active, a lot more engaged. Um, so I was I was really happy with what I saw. Look, I, I was really happy with what I saw. Overall, like full a, stop, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, one of the quietest players was probably Devin Smith, and and it was like one of those ones you go, he looked like a player that just wanted the the real stuff to start. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he's sick of training. It, it was like it was like one of those things you go, I'm not even concerned, like no. because because he just looked like he had he needed white line fever. Yeah, he's a big game uh, player. I mean, the AFL and she look, she a little bit the same, and it was probably the Parishes and McGraths. Um, and the Langford yeah. that were our three best midfielders, if I'm being honest. Uh, and and actually, got- no, Zachy Merritt was very Zachy Merritt, which is really good because Zachy Merritt's can have a slow start to yeah. to to games, but he was really really impressive. He was really sharp. And Tommy Bell running around looking okay. Tommy Bell, yeah, Tommy Bell and Phillips racked against each other. Yep. Uh, I had Tommy Bell much more impactful than Phillips, okay. which I was a little bit surprised. Phillips was just a bit quiet. Yep. Um, could have been a one-off thing. It's very hard. Oh, I mean, it's one game. But Bell know. Chambers, one thing he does have, and, and everyone heard Joe Watson talking about this on, on their podcast, that Bell Chambers has a presence that no other Ruckman on the list has as far as his physicality. So okay. I one thing you do notice is when there's a ball up on a wing, say, Belly's just bumping Phillips out of the way and then okay. tapping it down. He has that physicality around the ground. That does, and it's still it's still yeah. impactful, man. It's, it's still, still impactful. 100 and, yeah. 102 kegs running at you at six yeah. foot five or whatever he is. That impact, that ruckman, and he was moving really well. Like, I can't I can't deny it. he was moving quite well. He's obviously, and this is the whole COVID thing, man. I would rather be at round whatever we were supposed to be by now. About ten or eleven. About yeah. ten or eleven. I would rather be at ten or eleven with a standard year, yeah, man. Yeah. But this COVID thing has just been a blessing because someone like Tommy Bell, who's he can get injured a little bit. He can he can play big chunks of games, but he can get injured a little bit. He's had enough time to get well and truly. I see him on Instagram. He's up at the at farm or wherever he's where he is at. Yep. He's getting better. Hooksy's getting better. Hurls has got to be feeling better. Paddy Ambrose has had a hell of a lot more time. Francis is looking fitter. Langford's looking fitter. So I'll tell you what, it's Bomber fans, we should be excited about this season because if there's any club in the AFL that needed a little extra time into their injuries, for even like Joey D, it's us. Yep. So I guess we, we've we had this extra time and the players are looking good and I'm really glad to hear that they look good. Um, and even like if Jimmy didn't take many marks and stuff, even if he's running around looking okay, yep. it's going to be great for, for, the, for the Sydney game. And look, just to just to note too that um, there was quite a if people obviously can ask about the draftees, just to re- do the names. Yeah. Most, all the draftees were pretty much in a modified group or yeah. coming off an injury. So I, I had the players that not training, and I didn't mention Redmond. Redmond hasn't trained for three sessions, so there is a, no doubt a concern there. He was just there, in yeah. sneakers on the sideline and just watching Snelling. We know um, Dana. How we know. Uh, but like Dawn. Brian, uh, down, um, down. Uh, Fantasia, we know Harrison Jones was in a modified group. Uh, Draper trained or did all the drills and, and at very high level. They're just being overcautious, but was looking quite good actually. 
Uh, Lockie Johnson, we know, uh, is out for the season. And then you had the McBride, the two Irish guys, and McQuillan. They're, they've just come out of isolation in the last 24 hours, so they'll be back. Ned Cahill, not sure what's wrong with him, but just was uh, just uh, light drill. So, look, all the draftees and the young players – uh, there's nothing to report. No, <laughs> they're, they're not part of it at the moment. They're not part of it at the moment. Um, but we do have – I know people are kind of like what's happening at the club with Waller and Fantasia. Uh, there is a, still a healthy lot of guys. Gonna, you know, you've got yeah. a full defence and a and a full midfield playing this game if Heppel plays. Yep. That's – we've midfield is still crucial to this club, I still think. And, and the other thing, Tom, I mean, we, we've got we've got Orazio and, and Waller out, which are two big names for us, right? Especially in Sydney. But like we would say, when we're, we're about to cross to the to the um, to the interview, um, we've got swingmen. We've yep. got swingmen, and we, we discussed it in the interview. We've got swingmen in um, in Francis Laverde um, yep. and those kind of guys. They can come in and play that forward role for us. Devin Smith can head down to a forward line. He loves a guy. And look, if if we're being honest, can I be honest? And it's not being not Please, picking on or anything honest. like that. But Fantasia has not been a factor in in the side for 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 he a while. Hasn't been. He's yeah. been he's been injured and yeah. he's coming back from injured, but it's not like he's been kicking three or four goals a game. Oh, we're gonna miss Fantasia's presence. Yep. Look, in all honesty, for probably close to a year, he hasn't been a real big presence. Uh, there's been a lot of games where he you know, you felt like he's he almost like a decoy. He's like, yeah, almost like that. So yeah. I, I like the the Townsend in, I like the Snelling. I think they can contribute straight away. Smith and, will and run through impact. there. So yep. Wallace Definitely, you, you 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 know you when you you're want talking, Waller. you want you're Waller want in the Waller, side because yeah. he's he's so classy and composed. It, it is a loss. Um, the club hasn't given an up full update. They just said doubtful for Sunday, um, which hopefully is good news. I do know he's in a moon boot though, so yeah, um, so that there's a week, yeah. So yep. So that's kind of a a bit of a wrap up. Uh, Indeed, yes. I hope that's useful. Sorry if I missed a name. Um, look. If, if I've missed a name... Mate, get, get hold of us name. on the socials. Get yeah. hold of us. Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast Facebook page. Yeah. Um, get Send us a message via Instagram. We'll get back I'm to you. I'm happy to answer. Laverde looked quite good uh, without sort of starring. Sadi looked very Sadi-like. So just I hope I can cover as many people as possible. But yep. we need to get to Ronnie Lerner because he's on the line. Yeah. So let's take a break. Yep. And... Um, I'll set up the break music. Hell, that'd be nice. Yeah, I'll, I'll just, we'll just give you a second or two for the break music. But Let's uh, go. Uh, we can actually choose our break music, but I feel like I'm in a Metallica mood and Ronnie Lerner's a Metallica guy, so there's no other music. Do it. Let's go for it and we'll get Ronnie Lerner after the break. Do it. And welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now then, our guest tonight uh, is age football writer and editor, Mr. Ronnie Lerner. You there, Ronnie? I am here, boys. Good to be back. Excellent. Good to hear. Um, tonight, we've got Ronnie on um, to have a bit of a chat to us about um, round number two, Bombers v. The Swans. Um, and what we're going to do with Ronnie tonight is he's gonna he's been uh, diligently beavering away on his best <laughs> 22 um, to face the Swans. Now we've been doing the same. Scotty and I have had our have got our best. We've had our debate and fights. That's it. We've had our much debate and fights uh, and uh, things being thrown back and forwards. 
But we've got our best 22. So what we're going to do is we're going to compare notes today, find out um, uh, find out who's uh, who's got the best 22 to, to face the, the Swannies on the weekend. So over to you, Scotty. Okay, good to uh, speak to you, Ronnie. Uh, what I thought we could do is uh, go from basically defence, midfield to forwards to, to follows interchange, kind of your classic kind of setup that everyone does. Uh, mm. and, and obviously just, again, just at reinforcing, this is the context of facing the Swans and the likely Swans yeah. lineup. So yeah, yeah, we yeah. know Franklin's out, we know Reed's out. So that's all in our mindset on, on why we've named this team. Uh, so it's more like thinking like coaches, thinking like a truck or a whoosher and how they might approach. This is the team we've named. We're going to start off on our back six and see what it compares to you. So we've got our back six as Patrick Ambrose, Michael Hurley, Jordan Ridley in the last line, then Adam Saad, Kyle Hooker, and maybe a little bit controversial, Connor McKenna. Uh, but see, I'm, Scotty, I'm wondering why that's controversial. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go over to Ronnie. So there's, there's our six. What, who have you got there, Ronnie? Yeah, we sound like we're pretty similar. Oh, at, at the moment, I've got um, uh, from the back line, Redmond, assuming he – I'm not too sure what his availability is like. We don't know. Yeah, it's a bit yeah. strange. It doesn't sound – it doesn't sound good though, does it? But uh, assuming he's fit, I've got him in there. But if he's not fit, um, then I think, yeah, like I, I, I think Gleason's probably still the incumbent. But I, 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 there's another part of me that would love to see Ridley just get a really good run at it. So maybe I'm leaning. I'm with you. I think I might lean towards Ridley if Redmond's not available. And, but uh, yep. And sorry, just quickly, Ronnie. Uh, just on the context of that, we obviously have Redmond in the side. No matter what, without a doubt. So, I uh, look. It's probably a little bit of me telling Grant that you know I've been actually seeing some of the training sessions. I went there Saturday. He was just mm. in a, he was just in a pair of sneakers, uh, and that yeah. was, that was a critical match simulation. It was two and a half hours, and and I know the previous two sessions he also missed. So I thought there's some serious doubt. So I've oh well, yeah. yeah. So it sounds like he is. Well, as I said, if he's not available, then yeah, I, I agree with you. I'll, the, uh, I just love Ridley. There's something about him. So I know Gleason's probably the incumbent, but I think I'd love to see Ridley get a good run. So I think, yep. with you, I think I'll, I'll, I'll lean slightly towards Ridley if Redmond, of course, if Redmond is not fit, which it sounds like, yeah, unfortunately, it sounds like he might not be. So um, so that's that's the first part of the back. So then, yeah, Hooker, Ambrose, um, uh, and then half-backs, yeah, similar to you, Saad, Hurley, McKenna. I don't think McKenna's too controversial. I mean... Uh, you know, what was he top four in the BNF? I know, I know, he's had a bit of a, a colourful pre-season, off-season uh, <laughs> shutdown period. You know, he's been a bit homesick and that sort of stuff. And and listen, like uh, you know, as purely as as an Essendon watcher, he does God, he, he does put your, your heart in your mouth every time he zips out of the trench. You don't know what the hell he's going to do, but uh, he does liven things up. So I think, yeah, I think I think he's he's uh, he's got his spot on the back six for now. I think the suggestion with McKenna, not on talent, obviously, because he's definitely a senior player. It was more his two-week isolation period. I think a lot of fans mm. had him possibly missing just the first game because of rustiness. Now, I watched him play Saturday. He looked, I'll be honest, he was a bit rusty. Um, mm -hmm. But he defensively was actually quite sound. So I watched him quite closely. He, As far as stopping his man, he was actually quite good. And he was definitely looked fit enough and, and raring to go. But the look, the fact is for me why I named him is there's just no VFL competition. You've got to get a game 
into him mm. whether you like it or not. And he's still going to contribute. You know, he's still going to have a, you know, he'll, he'll come in probably a bit rusty. He may do the, you know, the two turnovers, but the long game is by round two and three, he, he's back to his, he's close to his best. And then that's quite critical for the side. Yeah, and listen, and you know the, the good thing about Essendon's defence that they do have quite a bit of depth. And as we mentioned earlier, if McKenna by some reason they probably decide maybe uh, if, if they do decide to err and give him, you know, maybe an extra week to find his feet, then Gleeson just comes into that team, I guess. So yeah, yeah I, I, um, I, I, I want to find a spot for Marty Gleeson. Like he, yeah. he was injured. He came back. He did okay. Um, and he is the incumbent. He's been around for a while. He's He's got those good marks in him. He's a he's a half decent player, more than half decent player. I just I know Todd Ridley. Todd, I, I did it again. Todd I call, Ridley. I call him Todd Ridley. I keep saying Todd Ridley. That is so annoying. Um, it's it's good, he's actually the answer to a good trivia question. I don't know if you boys know the, the, the no? What's the that question, one? The question. First person to kick a goal for Fremantle in AFL history. Todd Ridley. There you go. Is he really? There you go. There you go. Again, three twenty ninety five. So there, there the answer to a trivia question. Good old Todd. Good old yeah. Todd. Uh, look, yeah. I, I will say this: uh, the training session I saw, uh, Ridley looked like he was about to really take a big step up. Like, uh, and, I hope he does. Yeah. It, it, I thought actually, do you know what? I thought his preseason was really promising, and I thought his first game was really good. Um, so yeah, I agree. I mean, he started the year well last year, but then he just got pushed out because he just fell behind the pecking order, unfortunately. Yeah. So Wait, I don't think it was he just couldn't find his way back into the team regularly. Hey, Ronnie, what kind of defender is he? Is he going to get big like Hurls one day and become a a, a de- like a, a key position backman, or is he going to be like a halfback flanker? Is he Sean Wellman, really? Is he? Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a good question. I mean. Uh, the thing, I, the thing, I, well, I mean, the thing that everyone, I think, everyone loves about um, uh, Ridley is he's got such exquisite um, kicking ability. You know, yeah, he's yeah, um, yeah. he just finds a target, and especially in that part of the ground, it's so important. Now he's, he's 192 centimeters at the moment. Um, is, is that a little bit undersized for a, a key defender? Possibly not. I mean, you look at a Josh Gibson; he was he was he was able to punch above his weight yeah. um, all throughout his career and did a great job. So, um, you know, if he puts on a and he's listed, I think, as 91 kilograms. So he's got a bit of size about him. He maybe puts on a few extra kgs. He could transition into a, a key defender slot. Uh, but, but for now, I mean, as, as all Essendon fans know, those, those key position slots are well and truly backlogged. So, I mean, there's no rush for him. I mean, you, you know, you've yeah. got Hooker Hurley, Ambrose, uh, you know, Zerk Thatcher is yeah, yeah. coming through. So Francis, obviously. So oh, yes. um, there's no rush. Oh, he could eventually end up as as a key defender. Who knows? But uh, but for now, I think his role is definitely on the periphery on that back line, and you know, using his smarts and his and his skills when he gets to, hopefully he gets a chance. And, yeah, pe- and people may have just noticed now that both of us didn't have Francis in the back line now. Yeah. But that, that doesn't, that that doesn't, doesn't mean... <laughs> that no, doesn't that's, mean... Well, yeah. uh, let's just wait. Let's, let's just wait, just wait let's and Let's not jump the gun. <laughs> <laughs> let's not jump the gun. So let's, let's, let's head to the midfield. Um, so, look, I've got as just the midfield, and I'll do the followers um, a bit later, uh, just Andrew McGrath, Dyson Heppel... Uh, and Darcy Parrish, I saw enough of Happel on Saturday to think, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna play them. Yeah, um, well, I've got. I mean, 
Uh, we might as well do the followers. Might as well do the followers. Yeah, 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 do the followers. It's the midfield. Go on, give us your followers. Okay, so uh, again, I'll say Andrew McGrath, Dyson Heppel, Darcy Parrish in the centre, and then the followers we've got. I've picked Bell Chambers as the as the main ruckman, Zach Merritt, and Dylan Shield. Yeah, it sounds like we're pretty similar. I've got Merritt, Merritt Smith, Shield, Bell Chambers, Heppel, McGrath. Uh, so yeah, I think we're pretty much the same there, aren't we? Oh, except you got Smith in there. I think you got Smith. We got yeah, Smith in another area. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, well, I've got Devin Smith there as well. Listen, these days, I mean, with positions, I mean, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Everybody goes it's, it's, not like, it's not like the 90s and the 80s where you stay in your position the whole game. So as long no. as they're in the 20, as long as they're in the 22, I think uh, the fans out there will be oh, look, I've seen Smith. <laughs> I've, I've seen Smith line up at half forward so many times and then and then the most of the quarter is in the midfield. So oh, it's, it's I mean, just, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. You need to be uh, versatile these days, don't you? Mate, one player I'm looking forward to, and then again, it's, it's tough in this, but he's shortened season and weird-looking season. But I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing Darcy Parrish play. Him and McGrath are the, really the big ones, aren't they? The yeah. Two, two I, I mean, takes we, us we, to the next level. Yeah, we know what we're going to get out of Shield. We know what we're going to get out of Heppel and Smith and um, and the Hibbard Kitty or whoever they end up playing through there. Um, but I just I Parrish started to show something a lot, and it'll be faith repaid if he can be a real solid contributor in the first group of midfielders. Yeah. Um, he Last year he showed, I mean, he's been on the list for, what, this is his fifth year now, I think, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think last year he really, I really stood up and there were some games where I thought, geez, this guy actually finally could be showing that he could become, you know, a pretty decent midfielder. There were some games in the wet, I think it was against Richmond and Carlton. He was, yeah. He was probably the uh, best player on both occasions, and they were both in the wet. And um, yeah, he really came into his own in those games. I've still got a, a few concerns about his disposal um, yep, ability. Yep. He, he, he does still miss targets, but if he can, if, if he can smarten that up a bit more, uh, yeah, listen, he could. Uh, I mean, that would be a great addition uh, to the midfield. Definitely uh, complement it because you can. Never have any any shortage of uh, quality midfielders running through. That's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And I believe he yeah. has been working a little bit on his uh, disposal. So it'll mm. be interesting to see what that translates to. And look, let's talk McGraw as well. I mean, for me, he was throwing away the best player in the final that we did last year that we scraped into. Um, <laughs> but it was a great sign that you had a final and and your fourth year number one pick was you know, was the play that actually came out and represented what you want in a final. Um, so, I look, I, I think I've just got this funny feeling this kid's going to have a, a really big year. And and when I watched him on Saturday, the, he, for me, was probably the best player. You know, in, in reality, well, he was probably the best player on the field. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a good um, good thing to hear for, for the listeners. And you just look at his game against Frio, 23 touches, 8 tackles, 11 contested in, in what's a shortened game. I mean, you know, uh, very good numbers. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a very big fan of Andrew McGrath, and I, I tend to agree. I, I think uh, I'll probably expect him to go, probably go even further than Parish this year in terms of development. I really, yeah, I think he could have a huge year this year, McGrath, which is, which is good. I mean, well, he's already played in a couple of finals. Um, that Sydney game, which was also a real thriller uh, in 2017, he was in that one too. So he's, you know, he's starting to get. Yeah, a taste of what the what what you know, final footy and real footy is all about. So uh, I think that will no doubt help his his development. No doubt. 
So let's go to the uh, the half forward line. Uh, my first name is going to be the. Uh, this shouldn't be that controversial, but it always is, and I always get the comment, "Why are you still having him in your side?" It's David Saharakis, Sean <laughs> um, uh, McKernan, and Devin Smith. And uh, Devin Smith to me is is a little bit helping out the loss of Waller and Fantasia. So I've got him mm. trying to be knowing that he'll play a little bit of mid, but playing. You know, if he can if he can get one or two goals, it's just helping out the score ticking over. So I, I'd hand him it as a half higher forward. I watched uh, Harakis just uh, a couple of games in the preseason. There was one, um, and and look, I know people are going to say it's a nothing game, and we played like basically played like the Melbourne Reserves. It was like the very first preseason game we played, and they just played him as just a uh, a crumbing forward. It was like a really unusual role for the whole game, and he looked. He played actually really, really well and had had a lot of smarts about him. And uh, I've listed him as half forward. I, I just think he's still got a little bit to offer. Um, uh, I think his fitness is quite good. He's had a pretty good sort of off-season and he himself saying his body's in really good shape. So I, I still have him in my side. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, uh, I don't know if we can... Oh, I'll give away a spoiler. He's not. He's he's missed the cut for me this week. Uh, is that okay. right? Just yeah. He's. I'll uh, I'll give away a little spoiler. Um, yeah, but uh, who have my, you got on your on your half forwards? My well, the forward six, I guess. Um, oh yeah. I uh, if you want to give your, if you want yeah, to yeah, give yeah, your. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was doing just yeah. one line. Sorry. Okay, so I've got Sarah Harakas, McKernan, and Smith at half forward. Then I've got Jacob Townsend, Jake Stringer, and Will Snelling. Um, to finish the the front six, yeah, that sounds similar to me. I've actually, I don't know if James Stewart's ready enough, but we just uh, yeah, just, that, that's know, one if, of the arguments that we've had is with Scotty. I go, but this, he tells us he's running around like a like a twelve year old. He's yeah. he's feeling good. He's running around. He's over his injury and he's up and ready to go. Surely he's in the best twenty two. Yeah, I mean, if, if, because Essendon's just lacking so much height up forward at the moment. You yeah. Know? So so my 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 forward. Is Langford, who can obviously go midfield. I probably actually prefer him midfield. But I just think Essendon, they're just so thin up forward, you know, with no Zaharakis, uh, sorry, with no Fantasia, Tip and Woody, and Danaher. I just yeah. think Langford might be just from necessity needed in the forward line. So Langford, James Stewart, I think, after he hasn't played for two years, but I think if there's any time to play him, it would be now. Yeah. Uh, and just on that, I mean, even if they didn't play him, you could. Given how, um, I guess, it looks like Sydney's going to be quite undersized up forward, you could even put like a, a hooker or a Francis up forward if need be. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's a possibility as well. So, you know, there are a few options. Um, yeah, I've also got Snelling up forward uh, just to sort of – he seems to be a really – he seems to have smarts around the goals. And he's, he he's, he's, a, like he's a clever little – He's a clever little player. So to pick him up in a mid-season draft, a great effort. And a high-pressure um, high player too. Yeah, indeed. Um, I'm really impressed with him. And the forwards, I've got Stringer, assuming he's fit. Um, yeah, and McKernan and Townsend. Yeah, so that's, that sounds like we're pretty similar there as well. But yeah, I think um, it would be good to see James Stewart because I thought, you know, he was, in 2017, he actually played quite a crucial role in um, Essendon mm. making the finals. Like, you know, he was, there was a good third banana, you know, Hooker and Danher combined for about 100 goals that year, but he was sort of played that high forward role and kicked some important bags of goals. I think against Fremantle in the last round that year, he kicked four goals, uh, which was incidentally the same day 
Mayweather fought McGregor, which is a, just a completely other <laughs> aside. <laughs> yes, but, thank you very much. <laughs> I just got a, just a, a memory flashback. Um, and then he started 2018 really well. A few bags of three and two, but then just sort of fell out of favour and then had his injury worries. But they, they signed him up for a couple of years. So they obviously know that he, he they remember what he did in that, obviously, at least yeah. that 2017 year. So listen, if he's, if he's fit and ready to go, ready to go and, and they want to give him a shot, I, I think uh, what better timing than now? I mean, it's been over two years since he played. Um, so that would it would be good to see him get another cracker, especially you know with Danny Harry out. And- can, I, can I be very transparent? The only reason I probably didn't have him in the side, and I really wanted him to put in the side. I so, so I watched him Saturday. Um, yep. And I'll be very honest. Uh, no, that's what we want. We don't want you lying to your fans. No, <laughs> no absolutely uh, not. He was <laughs> he was as rusty as all get out. So uh, I'll be honest. I saw him play. They, they had basically they had like three 20 minute periods is how they did it right so in yep. the match simulation I would say he didn't take a mark or have a shot on goal now interesting well, there you go uh now Hooksy had him and completely towered him up <laughs> now so I don't know how to read All that Australian defender well, let's give him a yeah I know yeah, that's, that's that, you know and that's that's just me telling Grant as well that's that's the hard part because you had also Hooksy wanting to get into this side and he looked like he was jumping through his skin like his body was really really good and that's a positive for the Essendon fans he his mobility was really good and and look um, McKernan just probably had his measure on, on the day, and I think the players were looking for McKernan more, if I'm being honest as well. But mm-hmm. I, I, if Stuart was named, it's one of those ones I go, I wouldn't even be, you know, worried, yeah, worried because Essendon's got to make a call a little bit like McKenna, but McKenna's got, you know, a more um, footing uh, as far as talent and, and probably proven games, but they've got that thing of. Well, how are we going to get him into form? You know, so mm. that's that's their dilemma. It's like they know they need some tools up there. So do we just hope? You know, he he will have another. I think tomorrow they're going to have like um, probably another. This is Tuesday, a match simulation. So hopefully he can, as the, as each time goes on, he can start getting his footing. Um, but it's a big call. It's a they they know. For me, it's like. It's that one of like, do we get him in to try and get him some match practice or this is a 50-50 game and it's only 17 rounds. Do we need to win this game? You know, it's it's a... Well, he could be the key to winning it. You just never yeah, know. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. He looks that's, like that's a beast. Way of yeah, I mean, I think, listen, if, he, if he's ready, I, I, well, I mean, based on what you, you're accounting on the weekend, he might sound a bit rusty, but maybe that's, he needed that just to get the rust out. Possibly, yeah, yeah. who knows? And I that's mean, it. You, you you can only get the rust out probably with high intensity, doesn't it? Because you, yeah. And, and I just think I just think Essen's just so undersized up forward. I think if you're not going to play him this week, well, when will you play? Well, right. exactly. Yeah. And look, yeah. To be honest, watching Saturday, um, Townsend is a very good option as a mark. He is a very underrated one-on-one. Well, look marker. at him. Yeah. But look at him in his game against Freo. I mean, he was he, that first half. He didn't drop anything. Like, he was so surprisingly good against Freo in round one. He was all, he pretty much set up the victory uh, for Essendon in that first half. He was fantastic. So yeah, there's no doubt he's, he's got a good pair of jukes on him. He proved that at the, at the top level. Yeah. Let alone a uh, let alone a scratch match. I thought the minimum I'd expect for him in, in an intra club would be to replicate that kind of form. So. No, it was a, a very surprisingly good uh, addition, no doubt. Now, 
the interchange, uh, how I see interchange, I mean, you're probably similar to me, Ronnie. Interchange is completely different to an 80s and 90s football interchange. Oh, no. Yeah. A, I mean, these yeah. guys will end up on the ground within two minutes of the first bounce. <laughs> That's yeah, <right>. exactly right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's exactly. It's so. <laughs> I, I have Langford, but I actually have Langford as a midfield, and that and again the reason I say that um, because if I thought McGrath was the best player in that simulation, right behind him, so close was Carl Langford. Now what they did was for the all three periods play him as a ruck rover, and he was just clearing everything. Um, yeah, I prefer him as a midfielder. And, uh, I definitely yeah, prefer him as a midfielder. And yeah. what I did notice was his body shape changed for me like he actually took off some muscle and he's got more uh, i'm not gonna say like joe but you know when joe went through the real fitness um to change in his body it was kind of a bit similar it's where he, his tummy now. was really thin yeah. and he was yeah. moving quite fast it was like yeah. i was like oh okay this is a he set himself up to be a midfielder this year and he was really impressive like i can't you know, I can't talk about it enough. I was like, oh, wow, okay. Hopefully this is the Cole Langford that comes out this year. There will be a massive difference to the side. So I've got him as interchange but genuine midfield rotation. I've got mm-hmm. Tom Cutler who looked really good. Um, I think I think his weapon in, in his kicking and running along the wing is probably what Essen hasn't had for quite some time as a, a pure mm-hmm. wingman um, moving the ball forward and having kind of a dangerous right foot. What uh, do you before we get to the next one? I'd love to know what what's your thoughts on on Cutler, because you you, know, again, very, you look at him and he's a he's a massive looking unit, fit as a fiddle, got a big right boot on him. How did we get him? I was very impressed with him um, in round one. I think, I mean, Brisbane was so good last year. It's it's no no fault of his own, you know, to not be able to break into that. And they had no injuries. That's the other thing. Brisbane had no injuries. They were they were a top four team. He just couldn't break into the team. Okay. So I guess, and, you know, after that first showing, and I think uh, Eston may have got a bargain uh, at this very early, early stage. Um, unfortunately, nice. I, I was, because of all the ins, I was, I, I had to squeeze him out, but I, listen, I, I hope, I really hope Cutler, um, you know, I, I totally expect him to play many games this year. I just think with all the ins this week, I just, uh, he just squeezed out for me, but yeah, I was we, very impressed with him against Freya. We had a uh, like we weren't joking when we said we had we had a wrestling match before the team was named. So look, <laughs> we, we had a we had a Braden Ham Tom Cutler uh, yes <laughs> like <laughs> debate, and I think Laverto was added into that debate. So look, I'll finish my interchange. So Langford Tom yep. Cutler. Uh, this is really just to help the forward line if things aren't working and having a rotation because they can play mid or back. We had Aaron Francis and Jaden Laverde. Laverde was my hardest one, I'll be honest. Um, mm. I kind of had an in and out, but I did feel like the forward line does need strengthening in their rotations maybe. And, and if, you know, they, they can obviously, they those two can mm. provide good options up mm. forward. Uh, look, Francis looks really good on Saturday. He had one play where he got the ball from the midfield and three guys went to tackle him. He just ran through three of them <laughs> and, and did a 60-meter pass to Stringer. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, you're never out of my sight ever again. Um, so I think Francis has that kind of flexibility uh, and Laverde can play mid, can play forward. So they're not just wasted on the bench. If, 
So that's how mm. I kind of chose our last two for the interchange. How'd you go? So, so am I right in saying you, you weren't able to squeeze Parrish in the team? Is that, is that right? Or? No, no, yeah, Parrish. no, Parrish in the mids. No, no, Parrish in the mids. In the mids. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, it was McGrath, Heppel, right. Parrish. Yeah, yeah. I had Smith in the, that's right, right, right. Yeah. Yep. So my interchange, yeah, Francis, for a similar reason, because you can play him forward. Especially this week, if Sydney are a little bit undersized. Yeah. Um, I've got Guelph in there. I just love Guelph uh, the way he goes. Yeah, about. we had a chat um, about that too. <laughs> tough as tough as a uh, cat head, and Essendon lack those types. So and, I think uh, it's very important to have him in Harvey, there. And Harvey loves him. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he's fantastic. Uh, Steel as well. What was he? Six seventy five or something like that. So. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, Parish. I've got on the bench, and and I've got Dylan Clark on the interchange. Here's my last one because if you look at Sydney the way they played against Adelaide Parker. And Kennedy got well off the chain. Even okay. Ollie Florence, I think we're going to need a, need a, a shutdown role. Okay, need a shutdown role for either Parker or Kennedy. I uh, think because they that. they were very very pro- prolific against the Crows in round one. So I've gone with Dylan Clark and my emergencies yeah. are so Ridley, assuming obviously Redmond, uh, Gleeson, obviously assuming Redmond. So one of those two. Will come in for Redmond if he's not available. Uh, maybe even McKenna. They might both come in if McKenna isn't picked as well. Yeah. Uh, Laverde, you know, if Stringer isn't available, um, which would be ish. If Stringer's not available, that means Essendon's top four goal kickers from last week won't be playing. If, <laughs> if Stringer's if McDonald, yeah, he's if and Whitting doesn't play either, which it looks like is going to happen. Um, and yeah, Cutler or Zaharakis is the fourth emergency. Probably leaning towards Cutler. I think. I don't know about Zachary anymore. Um, I hope he proves me wrong, but I'm uh, sort of um, not, not that keen on him anymore. Look, so. uh, do you know what with Zaharak is? It's interesting. I just think the team will name him. Like, I just think he has <laughs> like. Oh, listen, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't like, surprise me. I, I, I generally do. Like, I, I just think I, they, they, you know, he's in the leadership group. So it's, I, yeah. I, I just think that's. I think I went with a little bit too of the, oh they'll just name him so I might as well just name him. Yeah. <laughs> so you could be you could be right. There's a, definitely players you know they, I'm sure you've heard this over the years players that you can't just, believe get games but they, they just, just get yeah, games because they don't the get club ha- yeah. looks at them very differently to you do. So yeah, yeah our so. emergencies are not too far away. We had Ham, Gleeson, Zerk Thatcher, Guelphie, so we're we're kind of not yep. far away from who. And you you're right, like Guelphie. If his names, you're not concerned. Like you like you, no, know, no, no. you know he's really super competitive. I still have a problem probably with his skill level and I'm I'm trying to introduce a bit more skill. That's why I probably have yep. Ridley named because yep. I'm trying to get a, a better um flow of skill through the team. Uh and that's Yeah, just no, that's fair enough. Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes that's you know if you went to Anzac Day, Collingwood the last time we played, if we had better skill, we win that game, you know. But yeah. we we just crumbled and turned the ball over, turned the ball over, and you go yeah. just guys with composure and a level head. I thought need to be introduced into this side, and I, it's yeah. probably why I, I really found Ham hard because I feel like I think I think this kid will be a, a will be a, a player by the yeah, end. Yeah, I of the agree. Year. He looks very impressive, doesn't he? So yeah, yeah. I think that, I think they found another one there. So, so just, I just uh, we've only got like about three minutes left. The actual clash. How how are you seeing this? Because you made a great tweet today about how underrated these Essendon Swans kind of clashes are. As far oh, as just speak it's to crazy. that. It's crazy. It's crazy. Well, if you go back to '96, um, you know everyone obviously talks about the the one point primary final plug after the sign, but. They also, Essendon City also played in the draw that year. And then ever since 96, it's just been the last 25 years, there have been so many 
close <laughs> games which have either been decided by the last kick of the game or the kick or a kick after the siren. Like, I mean, just yeah. off the top of my head, I mean, look at last year with the Dane Rampey on the post when David Myers was having yep. a shot to win the game. Uh, Steve Alessio Steve in Alessio. like 2001, yeah. right at the death. Adam Goods, I think, after the siren. Yep. Uh, Ricky Mott, very close to the siren in 2002. Yep. Ricky Mott. Yeah, the first, the first game at Stadium Australia, or ANZ Stadium, whatever it's called. That was right at the end. Uh, Courtney Dempsey obviously playing on when when the uh, when the siren went, when he yep. could have uh, won the game. And obviously the uh, the Gary Rowan game, you know, in the goal. So when Goddard's kick got smothered in the back pocket. So, so yeah, that was right. That was right at the death as well. It's just, so what you're saying is we don't want it to be close because we're likely to lose. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, having said that, uh, I think three of those instances worked in Essendon's favour. The Alessio, Goods and Mott games. I think they were all... Okay, that's right. They, yeah. they ended up in Essendon win. So it's not all Sydney, but... Uh, and and on top of that, just so many crazy things happened. I mean, I, I don't know if you guys remember. Do you remember when Mark McVeigh was like ten meters out of bounds and he didn't get pinged and ended up kicking a goal? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Bizarre. <laughs> and Dan, Dane Ramsey climbing the goalpost and doesn't get called. And it's just I don't know. It's like a Bermuda Triangle of, of rivalries. It's, it really is. I don't think it gets enough uh, credit as it deserves because there have been classic some games. epic yeah. epic encounters. And I think um, off the top of my head, maybe. Oh, 10 of them, uh, at least 10 of them are 10 points or less or a kick or less. You know, it's, it, yeah. yeah, they always, well, not always, but more often than not, if, if Essen come up against Sydney, you're going to be guaranteed some fireworks. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if that's, um, you know, if, if that's something Essen stands on you here, you know, I, don't know, because <laughs> they, 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 I think they might, some of them might still be recovering from the round one heart attack at the end. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that how uh, Essendon almost lost the unlosable game there. But, um, man, yeah. Sorry, man. What are we going to do to beat the Swannies? What, what are we going to do? Considering with all their tools out and a lot of the, I mean, our forward line not looking real special, what are we going to do to beat them? Is it, is it Parker and Kennedy? Well, Parker and Kennedy are just so important. So that, that's why I think Dylan Clark has to come in because he's, he's already proven to be such a good tagger. He does a really good shutdown role. I mean, Isaac Heaney looms as a huge, um, a huge uh, key to yeah. Sydney's chances. I would, as well. have, I would have Ambrose on Heaney. That's personally me because I know yep. that, I know they got a tall uh, like they're, they're with Franklin and Reed out. Mm. I, for me, I've got Ambrose in actually for Heaney. Otherwise, I might not have had him in. But I feel like that role he did on five. If he can do that kind of role on Heaney, then we go a long way. Because oh, mm. I'm not sure they can get a score, and I think I think Sydney's a little bit slow, a little bit one paced as well. I think um, uh, Essen could exploit them um, on, on that front, especially with if you've got you know Saad, McKenna, McGrath, these kind of guys. They're they're, they're very quick players, um, so you could get them. But just like I mean, it, it's an obvious one, but the skill level just has to be on point. If you hit your targets more often than not, especially. Especially, um, you know, up at, at the at the SCG, smaller ground, yeah, less a, a ground which, a ground which, yeah, less room, a ground which Sydney actually has struggled on in recent times. In the last yeah. few years, they've lost their twelve times, so yeah, it's it ain't it ain't a fortress anymore. And, 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 and they've got no crowd now, so it's Essendon yeah, no who doesn't travel well has at least going into a ground with no atmosphere, and it will make a difference to the Essendon guys because they they will play. I think. Personally, I think they'll play a little bit more free because I don't think 
I sometimes find when they go, you know, to person or that sort of thing, it does intimidate and they go on their shell. But this time it's a little bit different. There's no atmosphere. And I, I thought we handled the first half anyway against Fremantle really well. Like we were the ones who were motiva- motivating ourselves. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I think that's a, that, that's a fair call. But I think um, I also think uh, in recent time, I think uh, Essendon's record's not too bad on the road. I think maybe last year they made it. But 2018, I think, didn't they set a record of five interstate wins or something like that from memory? Oh, I, I don't know. I think off so. Off the top of my head, I can't remember that. Yeah, they kind of yeah. they, they kind of have one good year, one off year. <laughs> That's, yeah, no, bit. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, in 2018, they won. I think so. They beat G, away. They beat GWS, Brisbane, West. Oh West, yes, yes, Go, yes, yes. Gold yes. Coast and yeah. Yeah, Port yeah, Adelaide yeah. all the way. Yep. But I think I think last year may have been a different story from the, off the top of my head. You're right. I think it's a bit of a yo-yo situation, but. Yeah, I don't think, but having said that, don't think travelling should phase them too much if they've done that so recently. Um, and, and uh, yeah, I, I think they've just got to really, really take their opportunities in front of goal, especially, you know, with so, potentially so much goal power out yeah. of the team. Well, I will really, say, sorry, I will yep. say just, no, on, on. just on that note, um, on Saturday, one of the most uh, obvious things that we also were all commenting, there was probably about, say, 12 goals kicked um, in this game. It was quite tight. It literally would have been 12 goals won and the one being a rush behind. I've never seen the Essendon guys kick for goal that well. That's, like, a good, yeah. that's a good sign. Yeah, that's it was, a that's a huge it was really strange. I mean, the one thing that I did notice about Saturday like, was like, oh, the skill level is way higher than I expected it to be. Uh, and they just could not miss. Like we're talking forty fives out on angles, and Happel was drilling them, and I think Hibbard kicked about three, and, and they just could not miss. There, and we're like, oh, well, <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll take it. Please don't this be the, the good week <laughs> next week. Don't use it all. Week. Don't oh. use it all up. I mean, all, all your listeners would love to hear that um, parlay into next week. I think that's the that would be most welcome. Absolutely, and, uh, especially the games are shorter. So I mean. You know, the, the 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 scoring I think in round one was a lot lower than usual. Yeah. So if you get, when, when when you get your chances, you just really have to nail them, and that's going to be uh, it's might sound obvious, but that's going to be key because you know how often how often have uh, we seen the last years of just Essendon forwards just fluffing really easy shots yeah. in front of goal. It's it's got to sort of it's it's got to they've got to eradicate that part of the game out if they want to become a you know a decent challenger. Yeah, the top I mean, eight, I mean, top four. We, we just don't have time now. Like you don't, you have much less time to come back. Like you, mm, if you, yeah. you think you've, you've got more time, you don't because yeah. you got to take advantage yeah. and put the score on the board now because you just don't have that time. Well, we'll come back in the last quarter. Well, you've only you've only got a small amount of time, smaller amount of time in in each quarter now to come back. But yeah. mate, we we better wrap it up. We've t- we've had a, a heap of your time. Um, no worries, boy. Mate, thank you very much for coming on. We really appreciate it, um, especially getting to to pick your brain on the on the best twenty two for the Swannies. Um, are we going to be bold enough to say the Bombers by how much? Yeah, um, my gut says we're in for another thriller. So sorry to tell that to your listeners, but I think it's <laughs> going to be another. I think Essendon by less than a kick. I'll, I'll say four Ooh, points. Okay, Essendon yeah. by four points. I'm reckoning. I reckon we might just. I don't know. A little mini forward line might surprise a little bit. Um, and uh, mind you, this was before I realised Jake Stringer's got a sore foot. Um, I reckon it'll be around inside of three. I reckon we'll beat him by a couple of goals. So, 
Fair enough. Still, still pretty tight, but uh, yeah, no, absolutely, we'll take it. All right, mate. So again, thank you very much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Um, we uh, we uh, love you when you come on and the insights that you give us. So uh, thanks very much, mate. No dramas, guys. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now then, what a great interview with Ronnie. Um, uh, massive, Ronnie. massive uh, fan of Ronnie, friend of the show. We really appreciate him coming on. Some good insights from him there. Yeah, Ronnie's, uh, you know, he's one of our favourites. He was helped us out big time last year with his monthly kind of review. Yep. Uh, I really wanted to get him on, uh, really rate him. Obviously, passionate Essendon man, but he really knows his stuff too. And, and, and that's Didn't have Zacker in the team. Controversial, controversial no, for look, the old man. I, I think you know if you read Twitter. I think a lot of people might 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 be on his side. But I, I maybe think different. But uh, I, I think you got to have that good mix. You got to have the know. good mix of a bit of a veteran here and there. I don't mind some experience, and, and some people might go, "His experiences, what are they?" But uh, but I, I I want him. I still have him in the side, and I know it's crazy, but that's just me. Everyone, that's the beauty of football. Everyone has Absolutely. their opinion, and this is the, what's one of the cool things. I mean, we we. I don't think there was particularly anything particularly controversial about our best 22, right? But it was interesting to see another Essendon supporter that, that really knows the Bombers really well. Dylan Clark, and Ronnie, yeah. To chuck in a Dylan Clark. Now, Hadn't even thought of that. Well, no, but he, he makes a really good point. I mean, we, we, we don't have him in the side, I must say, but um, he makes a really good point in that Parker and Kennedy yeah. are an issue. Yeah, yeah. And that's what Dylan's there for. Mm. And he's 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 proved that he can do it. So interesting uh, point of view like, from uh, from Ronnie there. Oh, look, I don't mind it. I mean, that's the, that's the fun. One of the fun things about having football back again is having those chats. Yeah. Everyone has a different point of view, and, and and I always try and sort of encourage that, even with when I'm on Twitter and the socials, because people get so volatile. How could you do that? And you're like, man, don't get angry. Chill. Just just have a debate. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's just your view, and this is my view, and that's. Let's, it's fun to debate so, footy. Like somewhat, somewhat topical at the moment, dude. That yeah, it's not yeah. everybody's. Not everybody's uh, opinion is absolutely correct. No. It's just, mate, we're we're just chucking names up there. I know that selection committee will have a different team than that I've just named. Well, I, I, I look after <laughs> yeah. they're finished listening to the podcast, they'll probably take into consideration our best yeah, twenty-two. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> now, yeah, now that uh, Mr. Richardson, we know now that Dan, um, now that Dan. Dan uh, the Gun Richardson. Dan the Gun Richardson. Um, now that he's been on the uh, on the podcast, we uh, um, we know that From he clearly he listens to it. Your podcast, I would say to the listeners out there, take take note of what you guys are saying. Good point. Good point. Thanks, Dan. Um, and he's probably passed that on to the match committee and yeah. said, "Well, listen, these guys are, are pretty spot on. So uh, have a listen to what their best twenty-two is." Um, but no, look, mate. What are we What are we doing next week, Scotty? So obviously the the game Sunday. We'll get together probably on the Monday night again. Yep. Uh, it'll be just uh, myself and Grantos. Back uh, to back to match review. Game. We'll oh. actually have something to dissect. Oh baby! So um, who played well? Who we'll be we'll be able to fire up the PC like we usually did, yes. and have the bombers score like the the stats up on the screen, give some insights into who did what and some some stats and stuff. Mate, I, I am looking forward to this oh, in a massive way. How good would just the ball bounce, seeing Essendon oh. line up, 
I just say, uh, yeah, I just can't help. Mate, look out. He's, he's, he's going nuts. It's a techie. I'm going nuts with the sounds. He's going nuts with the sounds. I love it. Um, yeah, no, we're, we're all seriously looking forward to this. We know you guys are too. So, like you said, what is it, 3.30? 335. 335 Not 335 Sunday. or 336? Oh, no. 335 Sunday, um, glued to the television. I assume that kind of means we're under lights in the last... Yeah, it probably will be. Quarter? Yeah, yeah. probably will be. Yeah. Um, because of uh, COVID-19, you can't get up there, so that's fine. So everybody's going to be glued to the television. Um, 3.35, watching the Bombers win. Now, it's going to be a tough game, like Ronnie said. Um, the, the games v the Swannies, they're just tight games. It's that simple. And can we just say on behalf of the podcast, uh, we're travelling with North Melbourne up to the side. Can we just remind Reshaw to get Alive. Yeah, look, re- you're re- playing sure. GWS, you're not playing Essendon. Floggy McFlogface, <laughs> as I like to call him. Um, <laughs> Please, mate, like, come, come on, on now. Like, I, I don't know whether or not I'll he's look. trying to drum up work for New- for North Melbourne because <laughs> they have no games where they play anybody important. Like, mate, you can't build up a rivalry just by saying you don't like Essendon when you've spent four and a half minutes at North Melbourne. I know, it doesn't yeah. work like that. So we've lost five of the last six games against us. We're not. We don't consider it a rivalry. Sorry. Flog, McFlog, flog. <laughs> Stay in your own lane, uh, mate. You, you, like you said, yeah. If that was, if that was um, uh, Glenn Archer coming out saying we don't like the Bombers and we don't want to try, then I'd give that some kudos, right? Like one of the better players of all time for North Melbourne. <laughs> Back when it was an actual rivalry, when it was a decent football team and all. So four out of five, mate. You're a flog. Catch you later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. Look, you can get us on the social. Uh, you're controlling the Instagram. Mate, I'm all over Instagram at the moment. Uh, the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast on Instagram. Uh, Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast on Facebook page. Lunch Catch-Up on Twitter. Lunch Catch-Up because we couldn't afford the other one. No, we couldn't get the other Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. So it's the Lunch Catch-Up And you can catch Twitter. us on our new YouTube channel as well if you want to go back and yeah. see all the COVID Zoom series we did with Scott Lucas and Gary O'Donnell. I'm... Um, Fantastic shows. Rowan Connolly. Top 20 players in the 80s, 90s, the next decade after that. That was, I mean... That I was know, one of the best things we've ever done. I was just going to say, that, that that's exactly what I was about to say. That's what, I look back on that now, and that's some of the funnest stuff I've ever done in my life. Like, we would, we were talking to Scotty Lucas, for goodness sake. We're talking, Rowan Connolly. For an hour and a half each show, too. I know, man. Rowan Connolly like, was late for dinner so many times because, like, he was late to go to bed, that thing stayed, that was there for so long. But um, Rowan Connolly, incredibly giving of his time. And by the way, check him out on Twitter. Twitter and footyology. Um, yeah, good man. Great bloke. Um, Gary O'Donnell, just the nicest totally reinforced everything anybody's ever heard about the man in that he's one of the nicer blokes you'll ever meet in your life. Um, and Knackers was on there as well. Great, great, great podcast. So, yeah, check us out on the YouTube as well. That is pretty much everything. <laughs> Knackers being Neil Ackerman, by the way. I, Neil, I always Neil make Ackerman. that mistake. I keep calling him Knackers and that's, it's Neil Ackerman. Neil Ackerman. If you're, if you're confused. but It's he's one a, of the better nicknames, though. A bloke called Neil Ackerman is going to get Knackers at some stage <laughs> in his life. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, check us out on YouTube. Um, yeah, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Check out um, Scotty's Facebook page too, True to the Red Sash. Um, plenty of updates and stuff on there as well. Um, one thing I also want to do is just, to, I, just I want to give a little bit of a plug. Now, I have absolutely no connection uh, to this next business that I want to give a bit of a plug to. Sounds shady. Other than, well, no, other than I eat it, so to speak. I want to give a shout out to Baked by Heath. Now, Baked by Heath is a, um, you can find him on Instagram, Baked by Heath. That is Heath Hocking. Uh, my man crush for a lot of Essendon, for a lot of years at Essendon, and an absolute great bloke, um, baked by Heath. He's putting out some incredible sourdough bread at the moment, right? 
If you want to get your hands on some sourdough bread, get hold of Heath Hocking on Instagram. Send him an Insta. He does a limited amount of um, of bread each week. And depending, unless you live in the uh, the back blocks of nowhere, he'll even drive it there and drop it off at your house. So you can so have Heath Hocking at your house, delivering you bread. Delivering me bread, which I've had several times, and a couple of chats with the man has been brilliant. So... Um, check out Baked by Heath on Instagram. He's uh, he's doing some stuff. And I'll tell you what, I've brought a couple of loaves over here too and Scotty's missus is a massive fan of his olive loaf. Um, <laughs> I was like, of Heath Hocking. Of Heath Hocking and all. <laughs> well, yeah, goes oh, uh, She's Both, only human. Yeah. He's only human. Um, but yeah, no, check him out on uh, on Instagram. Again, totally non-paid, nothing into it other than... We just, just we just love and support the guy and it's fact, it actually genuinely is amazing bread. It's incredible bread, just quietly. <laughs> so uh, massive thank you again to Heath Hocking for all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so look, we won't sort of rem- we won't last. Sorry, so we, we, I how you going there, Scotty? How you going there, mate? No. <laughs> Can you tell it's the end of the night? <laughs> no, no, we, we won't we, go too on too long. I was going to say no, that. we won't get too much longer because it's going to be like another hour long podcast. But we really hope you guys have, have enjoyed the interview today, um, Scotty, with his little uh, insider into the training. That's been great. Um, we're going to get a bit more of that um, and sort of knowledge and and overall sort of assessment of the season when um, Neil comes on. And we'd um, love to, to hear, we'd still always love to hear uh, what preferred guests you'd love. If you had a, if you had, you know, a dream of five or ten guests, and um, we know James Hurd's always at the top of the list. But give <laughs> us, give us some names of ex-players or someone that we can hunt down. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, we even had, you know, I'll give you a little teaser, right? So we even connected with Ryan. Rhino Connor. The Rhino. Connor recently, who's, you know, he was happy to come on the show, whatever he want. We're going to do that in the future soon. But we just thought it would be just fun to go to some memory lane and just to, you know, you can have your famous names, we'll get them, but just your obscure names and just had, Ariel, you know, Ariel so just have, we just want to sort of mix it up and just have some fun shows. And yeah, shoot it through to us. Um, feedback. Um, talk to us on the socials. We love interacting with you guys. Um, we get some great feedback. Some of it's a bit uh, a bit pointy. <laughs> some of the feedback we get is a bit... Yeah, um, yeah, your last segment drags on too long. Yeah, your last segment drags too long. Scotty keeps getting tongue-tied. Uh, Grant's too loud and annoying. So we appreciate that feedback as well. Um, yes. Now, what are we doing, by the way, with the Patreons? Now, didn't we say last time that we were going to do a yeah, so we, couple we, of weeks free? So we're going to do uh, this, the month, this next month free. Yep. Uh, so we haven't put any content out yet. So no, so <laughs> what content we do, it'll be cool. free. So that will start up as the game start up, basically. Yep. So hopefully you can get a... We, uh, look, the idea is that you can get a, a two, two weeks or so free, have a check it out, yeah, see what it's all about, and if you like it, then you're free to join. Keep and free not to join, simple as it's not two bucks no a month. pressure at all. It, yep. All it does is if you like extra content, you're a man as a fan, go, hey, I've got $2 a month. I can do yep. um, all for us. It just helps us um, with podcasting. Your equipment does go a bit haywire. We can see our seven-year-old desktop. We, we know there's things that continually, you know, are going to come up. We want to make sure that the show is continuing. So all it does is support that. Absolutely. But you have no idea. People who know me, there's zero pressure. We're Absolutely. Just, we'll just do some fun stuff during the midweek. Thursday night selections. One or two extra shows and we'll just have some fun and, and get some guests on and, and do and do the Thursday teams and say us what yep. we think and we'll go through them and, and have fun stuff like that. Cool. All right, so we're going to wrap it up. Um, thank you, everybody, for uh, for listening to us. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and we'll see you guys next week for an actual game of footy. Yo, beauty. Thank you, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>